It is a wonderful, wonderful blessing to be with you. I have been looking for it. It's been on the calendar for some months, and I do have to greet Gary and Linda, dear friends of of 25 years now. And so, and others who we have connected with over the years, it is a joy to be with you. Before we get into the message, can I, I make a declaration that I, I believe will set the stage for what we want to share this morning? It's this, COVID has not canceled Christmas in the heart of the believer. The powers of darkness have not and cannot cancel Christmas in the heart of a believer. And so with that, let's open our hearts to the Lord. Let's throw off the weight of the this pandemic that we're living through, and let's allow the Holy Spirit to touch our hearts this morning in this sanctuary online, wherever we might be, wherever you might be in the world, know that Emmanuel is God with us. And therefore, we don't have to allow COVID to seemingly cancel the, uh, the Christmas in our hearts. As I said, I've been looking forward to this morning. You have a tremendous pastor, but then you already knew that. If you didn't, see me afterwards. And I'll say the same thing. You have a tremendous pastor who has a heart for missions, personally participating and leading Oak Grove to participate in missions around the world. And you're to be commended for that. As he shared, not quite two years ago, we went to India for a historic graduation. 1,383 graduates of ICOM, India College of Ministry, in one service on a platform, each one a church planter. So thank you for sharing your pastor with India, and I'll share more on that a little later. And it is such a joy to learn that You have been studying global courses, many of you, but for those who might not know the the full story of Global University, and and many, many have told us, it's probably the the best-kept secret in the Assemblies of God. I'd like to share just a a little bit to give you a, a perspective because it's a little bit like describing an elephant. Blind folks describing the elephant. They feel a leg and they describe that. They feel a trunk and they describe that. They feel a tail, describe that. Let me try and bring it together very, very briefly. You see, three words describe global university. Winning, training, retaining. That's our purpose Winning people to Jesus, seeing people around the world on every continent and in almost every country come to faith and experience the salvation that Jesus gives. 
appropriate for this season because that's why Jesus came to earth, to save people from their sin. Training. Global trains people to follow Jesus in obedient discipleship and equips them to be spiritually victorious and win other people to Jesus. Be used by the Holy Spirit to touch other people for Jesus. And then retains people in new and growing churches. It's not just simply an adding impact. It's a multiplication effect where each church is not simply to be a gathering place for believers, but each church is to be a church planting center. You see, and remember this, only the church can establish the church. Only believers can grow the church. Government can't do it. Government doesn't establish the church. Business can't do it. Only the church can reproduce the church. And as believers, you and I, wherever you're listening, whether in Springfield, Missouri, in, or around the world, You and I are called to be part of God's reproduction process in seeing people one to Jesus, discipled, established in church planting stations. Let me set the stage for this message by quoting from the the famous missionary to China, J. Hudson Taylor from around 150 years ago. He said, every great work of God goes through three phases. First, it's impossible. Then, it's difficult. Then, it's done. We're not done yet as believers, and sometimes it may seem like we're jumping back and forth from the impossible to the difficult. But one day, the task will be done when Jesus returns. But until then, each of us are facing the unfinished task of ensuring that everyone has had an opportunity to learn of the love of God and why Jesus was born on Christmas, giving meaning to this holiday that we are celebrating, giving meaning to every day of our lives because Jesus lives in us and he gives life. As long as we have breath in our lungs, there is still a work that God has for each one of us to do. That is the great commission that is based on the great commandment to love God and to love others. That's the basis for missions. It's not complicated to love God and introduce everyone possible to the loving God 
to Jesus who who gave his life for them and gives life to them. Speaking of missions, let me share an update on uh, a couple of Global's projects. Now, as as Gary and Linda know, you don't have the time for me to go through all of them, so I'm going to limit it to two. You'll thank me afterwards. Uh, One, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your participation in India College of Ministry. It has been tremendous, making a tremendous impact. We are partnering together and partnering with the India Assemblies of God for the the greatest church planting and pastoral training initiative in the history of the Christian church. I'm not sure you knew that you were participating, that you were partnering in something so significant, so big. But really, as I said, it's a partnership. We're in this together with God. And the reason I emphasize partnership is because it's biblical. The Apostle Paul emphasized the importance of partnership in Philippians 1.5, where the Bible says, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day that you have given to us, a day to worship you, a day to gather together and encourage each other. But now, as we take time to consider your word, speak to us through your word. Speak to us through the application of your word. Encourage our hearts by learning what you're doing around the world. And then I ask that you would allow each of us to open our hearts to your Holy Spirit and receive the challenge that you have for us personally today, that your kingdom, the kingdom of God, may continue to advance in significant, dramatic ways so that people receive newness of life. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Now, in Scripture and in the New Testament, partnership usually refers to fellowship. But it's not just the comfortable experience of of Christians enjoying each other's company. Now, that's important. I'm not diminishing it, but it's something far greater, far more significant. It is Christians who have come together in fellowship in the task of, of making the gospel known to others. You see, it sometimes seems like our life is is so very long, but in the light of eternity, it is just a blip. Our task is to see heaven populated with people. This biblical principle should be clearly evident to all of us who have come to know the good news of Christ, that together we are involved in making the gospel known to others with those who are making disciples, obedient followers of Jesus. Yes, we're 
best able to advance the gospel, to advance the kingdom of God together. Sometime when you have the time, do a study in the New Testament of of how Jesus calls us to be united with each other, but it largely is for a purpose, to see his kingdom advance. And after all, we might as well be together because we're going to be together for all of eternity. And that's a good thing. This partnership produces spirit-empowered outcomes. Some outcomes that you here at Oak Grove are already part of is exactly what I've mentioned. India College of Ministry that is in partnership with the India Assemblies of God. You see, in 2010, the India Assemblies of God established a series of decade goals called Vision 2020. One of those goals was discipling new people through pastoral training leading to church planting. The goal the India Assemblies of God set was to train 30,000 people to plant 25,000 house churches by 2020. As I said a, a bit ago, the largest pastoral training and church planting initiative in the history of the Christian church. When I first met Pastor Mohan in 2013, January 2013, and asked about the progress, he admitted there had been a little progress, but not nearly as much as was needed. And we spoke, as we spoke, a vision emerged, a vision leading to partnership, leading to working together. That was ICOM. Fast forward seven years, not even seven years later to today, there have been more than 36,000 people who have studied with ICOM. Hallelujah. 20% more than the goal. Overachievement. They have been trained, equipped to plant churches, house churches, and more than 14,500 house churches have been planted across all of India in the last five years since 2015, almost 3,000 a year. Now understand that each house church conservatively reaches 10 new people for Jesus, Most Assemblies of God Indian leaders will say it's closer to 25 people who experience salvation because a house church is planted. But but I'd like to be conservative and keep the number much, much lower. That means at least 145,000 people have been saved in the last five years through what you have been partnering with in with global and with the India Assemblies of God. As has been said last uh, year, meaning 2019, 
Pastor Mohan uh, and Pastor Moran participated in that first mega graduation. 1,383 people at New Life Assembly in Chennai. You've seen the video. You were able to sense the excitement that took place. And they, they, they considered what the, the classic statement that Pastor Mohan made from that pulpit is an indication of the focus, the intentionality of, of what this program is in the, in the lives of changing people. He said, you, to the graduates, he said, you can wear your academic regalia. You can march in the procession. You can receive your global university folder, but you cannot receive your official certificate until you bring the the physical address of the house, church, or new work that you have started to your study center director. I've shared that with various district superintendents around the country and leaders around the world, and they say, oh, how we wish we could do do that as well, because we would see a transformation take place in communities. Now, understand, that was just one graduation. They've been, there have been many. It's not the easiest setting. It's not that they're living in the buckle of the Bible belt. They're not. There was a, a graduation I was at. It's much, much smaller, only 125 Graduates, pastors, church planters. And during the ceremony, only 75 came. But understand this, 50 could not come because it was too dangerous for them to be seen in a church in academic regalia. They'd already planted an underground house church, but they couldn't be seen in a church because of the hostilities and that was in southern India, in what's often being described as Christian India. Nonetheless, they're not stopping. Now, the, the timing of that graduation we participated in last year, beginning of last year, increased in importance during the last year. You see, COVID-19 didn't surprise God. In the capital, in Delhi, the virus was so bad that in a a certain section of the city, several blocks were closed off. They were essentially fenced off. No one was allowed to go in. No one was allowed to come out. One member of each family could go to a gate once a week to receive food from a government truck. Inside that closed section of the city, leaders of ICOM churches were ministering to the people around them. They didn't stop ministering. They haven't stopped ministering to people close to them. During the recent lockdown that just ended on on December 1st, students have been finishing their program more rapidly than before simply because they've had time to study. Unanticipated uh, benefit in one aspect, no one would want COVID 
unexpectedly, 800 new ICOM students have enrolled during the national closure. If they could do it, if they can set their heart to follow after God, we could do it too. You could do it too. We don't need to let the the pandemic totally control our lives. We're at liberty to seek and pursue after God and see how he will use us. This coming April 18th, In 2021, there's going to be another, an even larger ICOM graduation as 2,000-plus church planters graduate together. And you can be sure that Pastor Mohan will speak those very same words to that those graduates, those more than 2,000 graduates, you can wear your academic regalia, your gown and your uh, mortarboard. You can march in the procession. And pastor, it takes a while to get that many people to march, doesn't it? You can come up and get your Global University India folder, but you cannot Receive your official certificate until you bring the physical address of the house church or new work that you have started. 2,000 graduates means 2,000 house churches and at least 20,000 new believers. You're a partner. Hallelujah. Yes, go ahead. Give God the glory. You are a partner in seeing this take place. Given it's the Christmas season, given what God is doing in India, given that you are a part of it, given what I'm about to share, I want to declare again, knowing that you could see it to be a fact, COVID cannot cancel Christmas in the heart of a believer. COVID cannot cancel Christmas in your heart. Yes, our traditions are heartwarming. Being together with family and friends is a joy. As wonderful as those activities are, Jesus still remains the reason for the season. And his promise of always being with us, Emmanuel, never leaving us or forsaking us, remains. It's not weakened. If anything, that promise has strengthened as we are living through this pandemic. Because Jesus is alive and with us by his spirit, COVID cannot cancel Christmas in your heart. Let me share about another significant move of God that is taking place right now. And you've heard about it, I understand, leading up to this this morning. The Upper Room Institute, a school of global university. And I am purposefully, I'm warning you ahead of time, going to be very, very vague. You won't hear a lot of specifics 
because this school is located in a highly politically and spiritually significant Middle East nation, and I cannot share names or exact specific locations. The Upper Room Institute was born six years ago in 2014. Understand that an upper room is really an underground house church. Interestingly, many, actually the majority of these upper ground, underground house churches are meeting in mosque because a mosque is open 24-7. And it's normal, it's customary for small groups of people to gather, to study, to talk together. And it's often safer, frequently safer, to meet in a mosque than to meet in a person's home. There they study global universities, Christian life, and and Christian service courses in Arabic, allowing them to grow in their faith, knowledge of the word, commitment to the Lord, and becoming equipped to be used by the Lord in touching the lives of those who live around them. Each upper room consists of eight or fewer people, and only one person in an upper room knows the name of one other person in another upper room. Six years ago, the goal was to see one thousand upper rooms, 1,000 underground house churches started before the government closed them down. That's what we had faith for. That's what we thought we could believe for. Praise God. God's not limited by our faith. Did you hear me? God isn't limited by our faith. He accepts us where we are as we trust him and advance in faith, and then he allows us to grow into his vision. It's not our vision. It's not my vision. It's not your vision. It's God's vision. But often his vision is so large, we back up from it if we knew the full extent of how God wants to use each and every one of us. Today, I want to give you a statistic. Remember, the goal in 2014, a 1,000 upper rooms. Today, there are more than 40,000 upper rooms in one nation alone. More than 40,000. God has a plan, a vision that is far beyond what we can imagine or think. But when we start walking with God and enter into his spirit and walking with his spirit and fulfilling his vision, it's far, far greater than what we can imagine. Now, almost all of them are smaller than eight people because in the last six years, the uh, opposition, really the persecution, has become more intense. So out of physical safety concerns, they have had to basically cut them in half. But I'd like to restate that point. 
We believe for a thousand. Today there's forty thousand. You see, every year the number of upper rooms has doubled. The number of believers has doubled. You know what they're believing for this year? Doubling again. Hasn't anyone told them there's a global pandemic taking place? Who cares? God can do it. It doesn't matter. They're able to minister to the people therein. Remember, God isn't limited by our faith. Praise God, he's not limited by my faith. He said, let's get started together and watch what will take place. Watch what will be accomplished by my spirit's action. And he can do it in your life too. Even as an underground church, there's still a membership criteria that must be met by each participant. Now, It's not a long list. There's just five points. Would you be interested in what the five points are to be a member of an underground house church that's part of the Upper Room Institute? I think you'll find them interesting. Not complex, but tremendously powerful. Number one, experience salvation. Knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior even when it's tough, even when it's in a difficult circumstance. Number two, have been baptized in water, making a public testimony that you're going to live for Jesus. That is huge in this country. Number three, experiencing the baptism in the Holy Spirit receiving power from God to live daily. And they're very open to the power of God because they recognize that the the spiritual forces of evil uh, surrounding them are so intense, they need the power of God. Dare I suggest that you and I need the power of God today in our community, wherever we live, We need the power of God. You can't do it on your own. I can't do it on my own. I need God. Do you need God? On the authority of God's word, I'll say, you need God. You need the power of God. Open yourself to him, just like our brothers and sisters in the upper room have done. Number four, to have shared their personal testimony of salvation with an unbeliever, preferably a family member, which is far more dangerous in that context than sharing their their testimony of salvation with a stranger. Being vocal about the hope that you have within you. And the last one, number five, to have engaged in works of compassion to those who are needy, whether they're a believer or not, doesn't matter. To engage in works of compassion towards unbelievers as well. 
as an evidence of the, the fruit of the Spirit in their lives. Those are the five points. I actually think they're pretty, pretty great points, a wonderful membership criteria. But then there are two areas of a Christian's life that are, are repeatedly emphasized to local believers. First, demonstrating godly love. We're called to do that anyway, but they emphasize it. Why? Because there's so much hatred, so much darkness in their community and in their context that when they demonstrate the love of God, that demonstration pierces the spiritual darkness. They see, others see, they are different because of what God has done in their lives. And second, practicing forgiveness to those who persecute believers, including themselves. Practicing forgiveness. That's pretty significant as well. And they have ample, ample opportunity to demonstrate that. Because both the first and the second take place on a weekly, really, often on a daily basis. There is, they have a God-given, continual, outward focus that is seen as essential. They aren't looking at the difficulties they're going through. Rather, they're looking outwardly towards others and advancing the kingdom of God by demonstrating the love of God and practicing forgiveness to those who some would find it very difficult to forgive. That outward focus has created a missionary vision and a missionary movement within the Upper Room Institute. Yes, God has inspired a missionary vision among the leaders and believers. You see, this movement, the Upper Room Institute, has now in these last few years expanded into each of the 24 majority Arabic-speaking nations of the world. Their outward focus. This growth is, is amazingly achievable, given it only costs $125 to establish, to plant an upper room, an underground house church. But this growth has not been without price. Many upper room institute believers have lost their employment, not because of COVID, but because they're believers in Jesus because their lives have been transformed by the power of God, meaning their ability to earn a living has been eliminated. They've experienced physical beatings on a, a repeated occurrence. So just plain living is challenging at best. But do you know how? They have overcome some of those challenges. 
allowing the love of God to flow through them and being focused on others who have not yet come to a saving faith in Jesus and seen their own lives transformed by the power of God. To date, we know of at least 42 upper room leaders who have given their lives for the faith in the last six years. That's seven people a year. Or someone giving their life for their faith, giving their life for Jesus, less than every two months. This speaks of an unwavering commitment to Jesus. And it's amazing. Interestingly, though, it is now said that what God is doing is so big that it's impossible to stop. The government can't stop what God is doing. I'm going to say it again, because we should rejoice in this and be in prayer for our brothers and sisters. What God is doing is so big that it is impossible to stop. The number of upper rooms with trained leaders, as I said, has doubled every year. The goal is to double again this next year, even during COVID. There are now more than a quarter million believers who are part of the upper room movement in the one country that I have been describing, and their focus remains consistent on sharing the love of God and practicing forgiveness. Lord, May this doubling continue to take place to your glory. Can you say amen with me? Lord, may this doubling continue to take place to your glory. An example of how this takes place. Uh, A group of upper room believers felt directed by the Holy Spirit to join a a Muslim pilgrimage and become lost in the numbers, in the masses, for the purpose of sharing the love of Jesus, witnessing to to practicing Muslims on this pilgrimage. Hundreds were saved, but, but one man particularly, I want to share about, he accepted Jesus as his Savior, and shortly after giving his heart to Jesus, began to weep almost uncontrollably. And the leaders came to him and asked, why? Why are you weeping so? And he responded, this is wonderful. But what took you so long to get to me. Without question, we're facing an unfinished task. And God is asking each one of us this morning, wherever we are, in this building, across the internet, across the world, he's asking us to participate with him, to partner with him, to partner together in doing our part to finish this unfinished task. 
because of the tremendous sensitivity of this nation and the fact that this service is being streamed over the Internet, I understand that. I'm not able to share a video of this project. However, I can share a video, a story of a Christian mother in a in a nearby country that provides an indication of the real life situation under upper room believers are facing. Just as is seen in the upper room believers' repeated experiences, watch for how God redeems and transforms the situation of those who love him. Can we watch that, that video? Can you can play the video of Iran Bible College? Thanks to Global University, someone like me can be trained for ministry despite location, language, and finances. I have suffered deep pain and loss for Jesus, but I would endure it all again. Let me tell you my story. The high court in Iran said to me, Renounce Jesus or lose your daughter. Motherhood or Jesus, that was my choice. With one word, I would have my daughter back. But I could not deny my Savior. So they took away my baby girl and let my Muslim husband divorce me. I lost my child, gave up motherhood for Jesus. But there is hope. A few years ago, I saw my daughter a few short minutes at my parents' house. I told her that I prayed often for her safety and protection. Then she said to me, The man on the wall comes and talks to me. He takes care of me. She pointed to a picture on the wall. It was a picture of Jesus. That was the last time I saw her in person. I miss her, but in my loss, I have felt God's comforting presence with me, leading and calling me to be a pastor among my people, the people of Iran. By God's grace, I found Global University and studied over distance while I pastored an Iranian congregation of more than 700 people, all former Muslims. Global University made it possible for me to be trained while I ministered. Overcoming location, language, and financial barriers. Now, I am a kingdom builder among my people. It's incredible. Me, a woman, pastor of a thriving church of 700 former Muslims. I think of many others like me who also serve in ministry, but know they need more training. Global University is for them. Location, language, or finances should not stand in the way. My name is Magda Montesami. I am a kingdom builder. God is calling believers to build his kingdom. And thankfully, people are responding and said, yes. I will build your kingdom. I will be faithful to you. I will pay the price, and I will do 
as you ask me to do. He's called us to partner, to be a light on a hill, as a city on a hill, to see the the darkness pierced with the light of the gospel so that those who are struggling in the darkness of hopelessness can see there is hope, there is life in Jesus Christ. So in the spirit of Hudson Taylor's word, to, words together, let's do something impossible for God. Those in the upper room, here are proving that God is faithful. Let's see our generation one to Jesus, discipled to follow him, and engaged in retaining the harvest for him. We must let our light shine. You must let your light shine in the increasing spiritual darkness around us. Together, we can see our world changed because the Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Let me close by challenging you challenging you as we look forward to a new year. I'm glad 2020 will be in the history books. But let's approach this new year with increased faith. I want to challenge you to attempt something so great for God that it is doomed to fail unless God is in it. That's going to bring you into a miraculous realm because you will be dependent on God. And that's a good thing. You can't do it on your own. And that's a good thing because when God operates through us, more is accomplished than we could ever imagine or dream. What do you think? You may need to pray about this, and I recognize it. What is the Holy Spirit challenging you to attempt for God today? I want to tell you, yes, you can step out in faith. Yes, you can trust God. Yes, you can see him accomplish much more than you can imagine or think. The key, get started. Take that first step. Before I ask Pastor to come up, I'd I'd like to give you an opportunity to respond to how the Holy Spirit may be challenging you wherever you are this morning. I'd encourage you to make a pledge to God. It's short, it's simple but it's a powerful pledge. The pledge is, with God's help, to make at least one hole in the spiritual darkness each day for the coming year and to leave the result with him. If you will make that pledge, trusting God, 
I can assure you that God will definitely use you to his glory. If you're willing to make that pledge, I'd like to pray for you. If you do me a favor, so I know who I'm praying for. If you'd like to make that pledge, Lord, with your help, I will make at least one hole in the spiritual darkness each day for the coming year, and I'll leave the result with you. Would you raise your hand? Yes, I see hands all over the sanctuary, and I am assuming there are many more hands raised online. Let's pray. Lord, I respond in faith to your message, to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, as I make this pledge to you. With your help, I will make at least one hole in the spiritual darkness each day for the coming year, and I'll leave the result to you. Lord, anoint my thinking. Give me new creative ways to let my light shine. Lord, Direct my steps and give me your godly boldness to step out in faith, trusting you because people's eternity is at stake. Use me to let people know there is hope in Jesus. And I thank you for doing so. Amen. Pastor, if you would uh, join me.